Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teacher, look what large stones and what buildings. Then Jesus asked him, do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us when this will be. And what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? Then Jesus began to say to them, Beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be ashamed. This must take place. But the end is still to come. For nations will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. The gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, who is the living Christ. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we come to you this day and give you thanks for all you have given to us, for sending your Son, Jesus. Be with us and guide us and help us to know of your love in our lives, that we may be instruments of his love to this broken world. This we ask in your name. Amen. Today's gospel text is oftentimes referred to as the little apocalypse. It's Mark's version of what's going to happen at the end of time. And oh my goodness, in light of recent events, isn't it easy for us to look at the things that have been taking place and say, are we getting close? I mean, our hearts go out to the people of Paris and the things that have happened there. But my, what takes place? You know, isn't it easy for us to look and say, well, nation seems to be rising up against nation and there seems to be war and battle and we have more earthquakes and, and droughts and snowstorms and winds and floods and things than we've ever had. It must be getting close to the end of time. And it would be really easy for us to look at that and and focus on those kind of things. The disciples did. You need to realize that since the beginning of time, since, Je since Jesus was around, people wanted to know when the end of the world would be, when those times would take place. So as they come out of the temple, Jesus is saying, talking to the disciples, and the disciples comment how large the stones and how beautiful and big the buildings are. And Jesus says, not one stone will be left upon another. And they end up going over to, to the Mount of Olives. And now you sit on the Mount of Olives today and you look across the Hebron Valley and you look at the old city and where the Temple Mount, where Solomon's Temple stood, is now the Dome of the Rock. Big gold dome, Muslim place of worship. And you look at that, and 
it puts new things in perspective, I think. When you start to look at that picture, was Jesus talking about the end of time or was he talking about the destruction of the temple in 70 that took place? And I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is Jesus talking about both and those large rocks. If you go along the western wall in the old city today, and there is a tunnel you can take, and you're down along the tunnel where they're doing some excavation where the original wall was, there is a stone, there is a rock. That, all right, some of you will like this fact. It, is, it weighs in at 585 tons. Imagine this, a giant carved out rock that was used in the building of the temple and the walls surrounding the temple is heavier than a fully loaded 747, to put it in perspective. My goodness, how were they able to do such thing with just their hands and and not cranes and all the things that we think of when building comes. And so as Jesus says, when the disciples say, see these big rocks, they were huge stones, they were huge pillars, they were huge things that held up the wall. And Jesus says, not one stone will be left upon another, it will all be destroyed. And of course, that did take place. And the temple was burned down, and it was completely tore apart. Fast forward to today, how often do we think about what's going to happen and where that's going to be and where we as a people of God might be? How many of you remember, now some of you are too young for this, I know, but how many of you remember a book called The Late Great Planet Earth? All right, back in 1970, a guy by the name of Hal Lindsey wrote this book, and he was going to tell us when the end of time was. And he looked at all these scripture texts and he looked at every single scripture text. And by his calculation, it was going to be sometime in the early 80s. One thing that his book and every single other person who says they know when the end of time is going to be fails to talk about is the most important Bible verse that there is on this subject. No one knows the time. No one knows the time except for the Father. And so when Jesus tells the parable about the homeowner, had he been awake, he would not have let the thieves come in and rob his house or the bridesmaids who fell asleep and didn't have enough oil to be ready for the bridegroom. Had all those stories taken place, had they been paying attention... Had they known, they would have had the things, right? And so that is the case with us. We do not know when that time will come. We do not know what that means for us. But, well, when my time on this earth is finished or when maybe all of our times are finished, we do not know those things. But I can tell you one thing. We have been called to still be part of God's world. I want you to imagine that as you came in today, and came into worship today that there was a race that was being run, a track race. And you do not know when the beginning of that race took place. It was already running. All you know is that you're getting ready to be handed a baton 
and to begin your race. You have no idea how long the race is supposed to be, so you have no idea how many more laps or how many more miles this race is going to be. What is your job? Your job, my job, is what? To run the race, to be faithful in the gifts that God has given to us, to go into the world and continue to do what God has set before us, where God has called us to be. We, the people of God here at St. Paul, say every Sunday that we make disciples, live faithfully, and serve others. What God has called us to do, and we live that. Look at all the things that we can participate in in the ministries that reach out beyond the walls of this place. Look at the things that we have been called to do and how we reach out into God's world to share the good news of Jesus. You and I have been called to continue to run that race to tell everyone that because Jesus died and was raised from the dead, he lives and we have the promise of new life. We have been given that gift of new life. We don't know when that end is going to come, but we're still in the race and we're still running that race. You and I have been called to continue to be that servant of God, called to be part of the living Christ, to share the good news of Jesus. It's not necessarily an easy thing to do, I know. And it's a hard thing. And quite honestly, there's only one way for us to run this race. And if live our lives amidst all the turmoil that we see in the news. The only one way for us to do it is to live and walk by faith. To have faith that we know the gifts and promises of God are true in our lives and that we indeed have that gift of love, that we have the promise of new life. We have to walk by faith. Someday we will no longer walk by faith. We will walk with God. Not on this earth, but right now, the only way we can continue to run this race is to be faithful people, to continue to walk in that faith, in that love of God given to us through Jesus Christ. There's a lot of messes out there, aren't there? And a lot of scary things. But today the good news is that Jesus lives and we live. And we are called to walk in faith so that the whole world can celebrate that love, that gift, that promise. May God's blessings be with you now and forever. Amen.